0: This is Chroma Radio, episode 13. If you've been listening to the show, you know that I'm always saying that I like to drop the episodes that I think I need for myself. And you know what? I think that that is totally okay, because I 100% am on this journey with you. Another girl networking that I'm just another girl navigating the early stages of her career, life figuring out what it means to truly be independent and create a life that's meaningful for me and that is truly what I desire and figuring out what works and what doesn't, what matters and what doesn't and I'm just sharing that in real time. So today's episode is all about how we can find fulfillment both at work and outside of it. I think that this is an extremely important topic, especially for recent graduates and young professional women, because it can be hard. A lot of us build up this vision while we're in college of what our post grad life is going to look like. And I think that if this period of rest, retreat, being at home has taught us anything, it's that we can't do that. We can have visions. It's amazing to have visions, it's amazing to visualize the future and the life that you want for yourself in very clear and explicit terms. But creating these concrete plans that are non-negotiable with no room for flexibility will not do us any good. And after reflecting on these past few crazy months, I think that some important things have come up that I want to share with you guys today. I think that the main point being is that We need to find the things that bring us joy one thing that my mom always tells me is that happiness is temporary and it's circumstantial it all depends on your environment your timing these external factors it's your outward expression a reaction to your circumstances but joy joy is something that's deeply rooted joy is more of a deeply rooted internal state it's connected to your meaning it's connected to your purpose it's something that you can always come back to when things get hard because you know that you have that sense of security that goes way beyond the surface level joy is something that no one can take away the reason why we need to find joy in the early career stages is because of what i just said Some of us have had a dream career, we've gotten it, and then we realize it's not what we've expected. And then we realize it's not what we expected. Or you may have gotten something that you didn't want at all, and maybe it was the opposite and you loved it. Or maybe you still hate it. Who knows? Not me. I don't know. (laughs) But Regardless of the outcome. How can we find that internal sense of safety and security that allows us to still look at life from a positive lens, regardless of what's going on in our external world? If you listen to episode 10 on creating an identity outside of work, you'll know that I genuinely believe that we live in a society that preaches that people are supposed to find fulfillment and a sense of self, a sense of value from labor, from their output and what they can produce. And because of this, I find that so many people feel frustration and insecurity in their personal lives. And because of this, I find that so many people feel frustration and insecurity in their personal lives because their careers actually make them unhappy. They put them in this position that's unaligned with their values, whether they know what those are or not, and that creates friction. In that episode, you should, you should go back and listen to it if you haven't yet, we talked about the concept of enmeshment, this idea that your sense of identity is so closely tied to your feelings about your job. So much so that hating it, or feeling negatively about it, or doubtful about it, is equivalent to hating yourself, feeling negatively about yourself, or doubting yourself. Or getting that pat on the back, then that becomes equivalent to loving yourself, or feeling more proud of yourself, or feeling that you're worthy even. When in reality, these two things should be completely separate. So how can we look at work from a more positive lens? In my opinion, I think it's important to be realistic. We all do have complete control over the choices that we make in our lives and coming down to it, we as individuals are responsible for everything that happens to us, meaning that there's complete possibility that we can end up in our dream role at some point if that's what we truly want. It may not happen right away, but the point is that it can happen if we want it to. If it's on your heart, it's because you're meant to work towards it. And if you're willing to implement the actions that's required to make that thing a reality for you, it will come to you. It may take some time, but the point is that it will come. We also have to acknowledge the fact that some job experiences that we'll go through are going to be harder than others. Some are going to be more stressful, but if we commit to them, which you kind of have to if you signed a labor contract and you're now legally obligated to get things done, It's going to get done some way, somehow, and even though that's frustrating to accept and it might make us unhappy, notice I did not say joyless, that's exactly the reason why we should focus on finding the little things that make us happy outside of work and outside of the validation that we can potentially receive from our careers or other traditional accolades. We should find ways to use our jobs or those little unhappy moments that pop up in our day-to-day to fuel the creation of a life that we actually want to live or as the push to find the things that we can come home to, in a sense, the activities, people, or things that make us feel grounded. So how can we do that? Where do we start? Number one, again, manage your expectations. The first job typically isn't the sexiest unless you get extremely lucky, but know that you do have the power to change these outcomes. Where you start does not have to be where you stay. It does not have to be where you end up. The only way that's going to happen is if you become passive and allow that to be the case. So if you know that there's something else that you're interested in or could have the potential to be interested in, talk to people. Go to events. Commit to learning and connecting by doing your own research rather than limiting yourself by complaining. Also, I think it's super important to know how to manage what it is that you already have before you start asking for something new or something more. Make sure that you can actually complete the work that you're being given now and complete it well before you start making demands. No one's forcing you to be head over heels in love with what you're doing, but you want to build a list of advocates rather than adversaries. People who can be in your corner and speak up for you if you need them to. If you need a referral, a recommendation, what have you. So no. Your first job may not be the sexiest, but how can you expect to be blessed with something greater, something more aligned with your interests, if you're not expressing gratitude or even giving your best efforts to what you already have? What I'm saying is that you should be open to the fact that you may not genuinely enjoy what it is that you're doing at first, but don't allow that to affect your efforts. And also be open. People are way more understanding than you think, and that doesn't mean that you should be oversharing and complaining to your colleagues because that is never a good idea, but share your interests, share your passions. You never know who can be the connecting link that you need to get from point A to point B. Next is to find a hobby and don't feel pressured to monetize it because I know because I know that we're in this age right now where social media highly glamorizes entrepreneurship find something that you think is fun you really don't even have to be good at it honestly for example maybe you find drawing to be something that's really common. And For example, maybe you find drawing to be something that's really calming, but you can't draw to save your life. You don't have to show anyone what you do. It's just something that you can turn to to de-escalate your thoughts and bring your mind down after a tough day. You know, if there's something on your mind that you've always wanted to try, find a class. Take a class for complete beginners and just go for it. Or you can find a club or group of people who have shared interests. Facebook groups are really resourceful for that. You will see that having a secondary outlet to turn your attention to towards will change your attitude towards work because you aren't relying on one singular thing to bring you satisfaction. You're diversifying in a sense. So if that one thing, which I'm referring to work now, you have a bad day, things go south, you still have something else to turn towards to bring you a more positive state of mind my next tip number three is don't compare yourself to other people being in a place where you don't derive a lot of joy from what you're doing can cause you to look to other people people who you think enjoy what they do or look like they're living the dream maybe you're looking at influencers travel bloggers people who work for a cause that they're passionate about maybe it's a nonprofit or a charity the truth is we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't know what challenges or pressures those people could be facing. We don't have the full picture. We all know this by now, but social media is not reality. It's just a highly curated version of life that we should not feed into. And if you see someone doing that, And if you see someone doing something that you think is cool, rather than beating yourself up and wishing that you were them, why not find ways to add those elements into your life? It's not a secret society. You keep comparing yourself to that travel blogger or that style blogger. You could very easily take some cute pictures the next time you go to brunch with your friends or you go on a trip. If you want to vlog, honey, I'm not going to stop you. You know, Just do these things for the purpose of joy, not for the purpose of receiving external validation. You see someone working full-time for a cause or an organization that you're super passionate about and you wish you could do that full-time instead of the job that you already have. Why not find smaller ways to get involved, like volunteering? Like volunteering. Rather than stressing yourself out about a complete career overhaul. Start one step at a time. Will doing these things bring you thousands of likes and dollars in brand deals? I mean, probably not, but the point is everyone starts somewhere. And that one thing that someone has that you might think is inaccessible or unattainable for you could very well be accessible and attainable if you just give it a try. Also, all the time that we may be spending comparing ourselves to other people, we don't know who's watching us, the life that you have right now or the thing that you're working on right now could be someone else's dream or their goal, and they might be looking toward to you for inspiration. So be cognizant of that the next time you find yourself going down the comparison rabbit hole. Number four. Give yourself time to do things that you love uninterrupted. This is a big one. One thing that I do struggle with is time management, and I'm working on that now. Work is simple because we know we have a designated block throughout the day to commit to it. We know that those eight hours, during those eight hours from nine to five, we're devoting that time to our company. But then what happens when we're not on? When we're off the clock, what do we do? Some of us are scrolling on Instagram or TikTok. We get lost in a rabbit hole of shows or YouTube videos. All of these are mindless patterns of consumption that distract us from the reality that we actually want to escape from. But what if I told you that how you spend your time is 100% your choice? Your mornings, your evenings, your weekends, the the time The moments that actually shape who you will become are your personal time and you get to decide how to spend it. Force yourself to make time for the things that you're interested in doing more of. Remember, it is a choice. You have options. Does that mean getting up earlier so you have three to four hours to commit to a passion project or something that you're interested in? For example, I personally work on the Chroma Network in the morning. I woke up at 6 a.m. so that I could record this podcast now. And I think that that's a wonderful way to start the day because I'm devoting my time and my headspace to something that. I'm passionate about. It just puts me in a more positive space before I actually start work for the day. For some people, their productive time might be the evening and that may be the time that they devote to a hobby or interest. That could be the perfect way to unwind after having a long day or just if you want to unplug. Regardless of when you do it, make sure that you're creating the space for yourself. Over time, the more you're able to commit to your development in this way, you'll see that your skills are only getting better. So rather than telling yourself that you don't have the time or that works or that work takes up all of your time, genuinely take a look at your calendar and see if that is actually true or if there are in fact a few hours in the day that you may spend. Doing things that we would consider more mindless like doom scrolling or endless scrolling. And change your narrative. Remove the excuses and shift your behavior. In order to change your behavior, you have to have resolve. You have to have an emotional connection and a reason, a willingness to change. Even when it doesn't always feel like the thing that you want to be doing. Shift towards doing the things that you Having that in mind, shift towards doing those things that you enjoy or that you think might change your life for the better. The point is, there is time if you make it. We just have to figure out what's worth it to us or what we're willing to sacrifice. My next tip is to get out, not the movie. I just mean that sometimes getting stuck in a routine can impact us negatively. First of all, it's boring and second of all it can lead you to the space where you feel like there's nothing else out there or there's nothing else for you and a lot of the time we find that once we make a physical change if we change our environment we shift our surroundings or even some parts of our routine we will see that there is more for us there's more for us out there to achieve it's just a matter of shifting your perspective what your view is of the world so you can literally do this by maybe taking a trip heading somewhere local or even a vacation that's farther away just to change your perspective on life or your actual physical surroundings and also to and also to unplug so that you can come back recharged or maybe you could do this on a smaller scale rearranging your space changing where you work reevaluating your routine Creating these transformations in your life doesn't always have to be this huge overhaul. Sometimes it's the smallest actions that we make that can create the biggest differences in our lives and will also allow us to find fulfillment. So that's it for today. The point that I really want to drive home is that we have the capacity to create our own sense of fulfillment or joy Happiness can come and go. Again, it's circumstantial and it really depends on context and our environment. But if you can find ways to remove yourself from a situation that isn't serving your highest self and you find ways to ground yourself and things to do that bring you satisfaction, you will see just how much your attitude begins to shift. So I want you to start thinking about the ways that you can start to do that What are some ways that you can create space for yourself outside of those eight hours that you've committed to showing up for work each day? What are some ways that you can create space for yourself outside of those eight hours that you've committed to showing up for work each day? Let me know. You can share your thoughts with me on Instagram at Network underscore, or maybe this might have sparked some discussion. You might want to share this episode with a friend who might need it and get their thoughts. Links to everything will be in the show notes, or you can visit thechromanetwork.com forward slash 13. And that's all. I'll see you next week.